Let's all, actually, let's all stand. I'm going to read one scripture. It'll be up on the screen, I hope. It's um, John chapter 10, verse number 10. Let's all read it out loud together. John 10, verse 10. Um, says, the thief comes not but for to steal. Everybody say, steal, kill, and destroy. But I am come, everybody say, I am come, that they might have life. Hey, how many of you are very grateful to be alive? I mean, truly. The fact that you're alive, y'all, you should, you know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of moody people. Guys, life is too short to be in a bad mood all the time. Okay, I can understand once a year, but come on. Some of you are like chronic addicted to bad moods. We got to get our moods right. Hey, we're alive, y'all. We're alive. Everybody touch your neighbor and say, you're alive. But Jesus said, I'll give you life, which to me, I'm just, I mean, y'all, I'm happy to be alive. But he said, I'm going to give you life more abundantly. How in the world, guys, how can life get any better than the fact that we're alive? I mean, really, we're blessed. You're about to find out. Life more abundantly. I want to talk about the road. Everybody say the road to spiritual success. Everybody say spiritual success. Let's lift our hands and ask God to help us right now. Lord, help us today. God, let people receive your spirit. Let them be delivered and healed and set free and empowered mentally, physically, and spiritually in Jesus' name. Everybody shout in Jesus' name. You may be seated as long as I'm your favorite evangelist. You know, guys, here's the deal. God really does want you to have peace. God wants you to have joy. So what is spiritual success? I really believe this. That spiritual success is getting to a place in your life where you are 100% free of fear, of guilt, of bitterness, of anger, of anxiety and stress. I believe no matter what's going on in our family or our job situation or in the outside world that we can get to the place of abundance in our mind where we have literally conquered uh, worrying about the past and worrying about the future and getting to the place where we really truly trust God and that we live in a place of peace. How many of y'all know there's nothing like God's peace? There is nothing better than God's peace and God's joy in our lives. There's nothing in this world, y'all. There's many great things as could happen to us. There's nothing better than the presence of God. What's the Bible say? In the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. So I want to talk to you about 
the road to spiritual success, that place where you can get to where you finally, listen, you don't got to wait till you're 60 to discover why you're here. Guys, life is too short for us to waste it. God doesn't want us to be depressed or suicidal or spend the rest of our lives lonely or stressed. We got to realize who we are in our power and what we have been called to do on this earth. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm ready for that today. So obviously, guys, you have to understand the speed limit. That Here's the deal. Now, we all, like, you know, try to go the speed limit. How many at least try? But it's not really the people that drive too fast that bother me, even though there's a lesson there. It's the people that aren't driving fast enough. Come on, be real with me. I know you're a Christian. But how many of you, when you're on the highway and someone is driving really slow, that like there's this way that you look at him or her, right? No matter what, God and all, you're like, you know, I just want to encourage you not to flip them off, okay, guys? Don't give them the bird. I remember I was on my way to preach in a church here a while back, and I accidentally cut somebody off. And he gave me the bird. And I'm a positive guy. I don't let much bother me. So I waved like, hey, no worries, man. It's all good, dude. You're going to be dead one day. Chill out. If you don't learn to chill out, you're going to be dead sooner than later. And uh, so when I waved and smiled, he gave it to me again. Apparently, I really upset him. And I got to church to preach that night. When I walked in, he was the usher. Poor guy. I mean, it wrecked the whole church service for him. Especially when I went up to him, you know, and I saw him. I was like, hey, what's up, brother? Praise the Lord, man. Good to see you tonight. And I just put my arm around him. I was like, don't worry. I ain't going to tell the pastor on you, buddy. It's all good. You're forgiven. But don't give me the bird again. You know what I'm saying, guys? You got to realize that, listen. You got to pick it up. Some of you, yeah, there's maybe a few of us that are going a little too fast that sometimes you need to slow down, right? And if you don't slow down, God will make sure you slow down. Trust me, I know, because I'm one of those people that even in real life, I go a little bit past the speed limit because I'm like, man, I got a lot to do for God. I ain't got time to waste. I hate wasting time. But some of you need to realize uh, that you can go a little faster than what you're going. Uh, We got to wake up and realize uh, that we have a purpose and a calling on our lives uh, and we got to speed it up turn to your neighbor and say speed it up of course you guys know right I mean what do you do when you're at the light what do you do even though you're a Christian and the light turns green there's another like there's like this and the person in front of you still looking at their phone what do you do just wait Quote a Bible verse. No, you honk, but it's not a nice honk. It's not like beep beep. It's like, right? Y'all done it? How many of y'all have ever done it before? We're like, I cannot believe the light's green. Right? There's like this, what are you doing? 
And then if you do pass them, you're like, you're still like, dude, the light was green. Not me. I'm talking about you guys. That's what y'all do, but not me, of course. But listen, so guys, when the light's green in life, God's been talking to you guys, and you're still acting like it's a red light. Y'all, you got to step up and get off your seat and wake up and realize God is saying, hey, baby, go. It's time for you to do what you were born to do and do what you were called to do. Come on, go ahead and start that ministry. Go ahead and start writing that book. Go ahead and start that shelter. Go ahead and start that business. Come on, clap your hands. Go ahead and join that gym. Go ahead and get baptized. God is saying it's green. You can go. Go ahead and come to church. Clap your hands. And what does the yellow light mean? No, it means speed up. <laughs> now it really does mean be cautious, right? And, and there's wisdom, and, and, and we do need to, to be cautious. Hear me? To slow down sometimes when God is speaking to us and say, you know what? Hold on. You might want to pray about that. And then the red light. You know, the red light saves lives, y'all. Even though we don't like to stop, some of you, God is saying, there's some things we need to stop. Listen, I'm talking about spiritual success. The reason why you're always frustrated and irritable and moody and miserable is because there's things that you actually need to stop doing that's affecting your spiritual success. There's things you need to stop doing that are affecting your peace. Clap your hands if you would. I mean, as bad as we hate seeing these signs, we need to pay attention to them. Everybody say road closed. So what, what doors is God closed that you're still trying to open in your life? Right? You need to pay attention to those. And then, of course, the dead end. How many of y'all have ever seen that? And Listen, this is for the stubborn folks. How many of y'all are stubborn? Raise your hand. Guys. You're going down a dead-end road. No, I'm not. Bless God, I've been down this road before. Yeah, but honey, the, the, the sign says the road's dead-end. No, it has not. I haven't seen that sign. Come on, y'all. <coughs> Stop being self-deceived. The reason why you're not happy is because of the poor choices you keep making. You're heading down a dead-end road. Amen? And then... <sighs> I don't like this one. Don't text and drive. Why do you think they're saying don't text and drive? You guys can talk, you know, my Lord. They're saying don't text and drive because of distraction. Y'all, you can pray all you want, but until you master focus and your life... If you don't realize the danger of distraction, do you know that one of the leading causes of, 
of deaths and driving is preventable. It's either drunk driving or literally texting and driving now. The leading causes of traffic-related deaths. Uh, so what about our own life? What about our own life on the road to spiritual success and freedom where we get what's holding us back? It's that we're distracted. Uh, we're like a hamster, y'all. Don't be like a hamster. You know what hamsters are? They're busy, right? Oh, I'm busy. My God. Yeah, you're busy, all right. But you're not effective and you're not productive. Y'all, if we're going to listen, God uh, wants us to actually do something with our life uh, besides pay bills, gas up our car, get groceries, uh, go to work. uh, But we've got to learn how to focus. Somebody say focus. If you're too busy to go to church, are y'all with me? The distractions that affect our lives. And then if y'all ever had one of these before, raise your hand. A flat tire. So here's what I'm going to talk about. Everybody hold up four fingers. Really, there's four things that matter. I'm going to put it like a car, okay? You got to have all four tires to drive the car. Am I right? Car can be brand new. Car can just, I mean, you could have literally just got all brand new tires. And what happens if one goes flat? Or you have a blowout? What do you do? Do you keep driving it? You have to pull over and pay attention to that tire. So what would that be, y'all? That would be first and foremost, and I'm going to talk about it in a few minutes, obviously our financial life, right? And then our relationships. And then I'm going to, forgive me for this, Pastor, please. I'm going I'm to cuss in church. I'm going to say the H word, our health. You don't talk about that in church. Everything is a sin. The only thing we have left is food. You know what I mean? You don't mess with Christians and their food, baby. We took away your drugs. You took away my drugs and my alcohol, and now you want my food too? Amen? And then the fourth thing, obviously, and this is why some people are confused. Maybe you've got money in the bank, but your relationships are out of control. You've had a flat. Or maybe you got a perfect marriage. you got money in the bank, but you're overweight. You're blaming the devil. It ain't the devil. It's all that sugar you've been eating, folks. Come on. Or maybe, listen, maybe you got a, an unbelievable body, unbelievable marriage, and you got money. But if you ain't got God, you ain't got nothing. And excuse the ain't. Listen, you got to have them all. Everybody say you got to have them all. So, because life's no fun when you're doing that, right? When you have a flat. But that's the way it's supposed to be. Am I right? Listen, your car can't take you places if you have a flat tire. So, I'm going to give you two more, and then I'm going to get into the message. And then God's going to move, fill people with the Spirit. We're going to baptize more people. And I believe God's going to heal sickness today. Anybody still believe in healing in this house? I believe there's going to be healing in this house today. It doesn't matter if it's cancer, diabetes, arthritis. It doesn't matter what it is. God is still a healer. How many of y'all realize the value of a GPS? How many of y'all have ever, listen guys, I'm telling you, look at me. I despise wasting time. 
Hear me? To me, time is sacred. You want to know what one of my number one irritations in life is? Is being in the car with somebody who's lost but won't admit that they're lost. I'm like, dude, just ask somebody. No, 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 I, I, I know where I'm going. No, you don't. Ask somebody right now. Pull over. Ask somebody. Pull up. Let's Google map this thing. Let's find it. Come on, let's go. They're like, no, 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 trust me. I know where I'm going. But they're, they don't know where they're going. Right? So you got to use your GPS. Well, we have a GPS. Pastor talked about it. Bible. Might be good for you all to actually pull it out of the drawer if you can find it. And dust that thing off and realize that is really the answer to success. That's the answer to your relationships. That's the answer to your health. That's the answer to your money. That's the answer to your spirituality. Oh, we got to fall in love with the Bible again. We got to realize the Bible is more than just a good book. Uh, but the Bible can change our lives. Uh, the Bible can give us hope. Uh, the Bible can give us direction. Does anybody love the word in this house? Uh, does anybody know the word heals? Uh, the word gives clarity. Uh, the word is powerful. Story there was a husband who had a wife who was dying. She was bed, she was bedridden, she was about to die any moment. And the only thing he would do was read her scriptures. Just read Bible verses to her. Just read the word. And one day he was reading Psalms 27. The Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is the strength of my life. And she couldn't move. She hadn't been out of bed for months. She was dying. And next thing you know, he hears her saying, the Lord is the strength of my life. And she says it again. And she says it again. And within 15 minutes, she was dancing around her bedroom saying, the Lord is the strength of my life. And God healed it was the power of the spoken word clap your hands and give God praise what did I tell you I don't like doing earlier wasting time I got a confession I actually run out of gas a lot to the point where I actually, um, like, really run out of gas. I average about three or four times a year, and I'm ashamed to tell you this. Because to me, one of the most boring things in life is chasing that So I'll push that car, like, ee, until it sputters. I'm like, i got to find a gas station. Amen. And I've since changed this. I really have. Last time I was stranded on the road, and my son looks at me, and we were, he was like, Dad, wouldn't it be easier? Listen, look at the time now. You don't like wasting time? Now look at what we're doing. We got to wait. We got to look like dorks standing on the side of the road. Amen. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Good point. From now on, when it gets close to E, I'm just going to pull over and fill up. It reminds me of people that think they're too busy to come to church, right? It's my only day off. It's my day to sleep in. Y'all, listen, this is not just church. This is your place to come fill up. You got to leave here full so you can go out and live your life mission. Come on, is anybody on a mission? Is anybody on fire? Does anybody have passion? Does anybody realize, hey, I need to be filled up. I need church. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need church. 
Turn to them and say, you need church. You need church. You got to fill up, right? I mean, man, you guys are so lucky to have this church as your home church. You should kiss the floor before you walk in here. Amen? I told Pastor Brown last time I was here, I was like, bro, listen, I love L.A., and I love you, and I love this church. You ever get to the place where you're ready to hire some staff, man, you call me up, my brother. I'm telling you, this place is going places. How many of y'all love your church? You should love your church. You should love your church like crazy. Amen? Hey, amen, we got to stop, and we got to fill up. Everybody read that right there. And the master saw that the Lord was with him, right? And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper. Everybody say prosper. Now this is my life verse. This is my favorite scripture. Turn to your neighbor and say, this is this dude's favorite scripture in the Bible. You want to know what it is, Chance? There it is. I tell this to my son all the time. He sought God. In the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. Everybody read it out loud, because this is your secret. Everybody say, this is my secret. Guys, everybody look at me. Life is supposed to work. Hear me? When you put God first, I literally believe God wants every one of us debt-free. 100% debt-free. I believe God wants you to have a smile on your face and have good relationships and good friendships. Amen. And God wants you to have health. Everybody say health. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Guys, your secret. You know, they wrote this book, The Secret. And I read it and I was like, this is Bible. This is all Bible, my friends. I mean, this is it right here. Here's your secret. If you'll seek God every day of your life, things will begin to get better in your health, in your finances, in your relationships, and in your spirit. Amen. So spiritual success one, and I'll take you through because these are your four tires. Everybody say these are my four tires. So, no, no, stop. Everybody do this real quick. Come on, do it with me. What's flattened your life? Be honest. Hear me? What's flat? Because a lot of times you might have a flat and you don't realize it until the person drives up next to you and he's like. Because we can see what's flat in your life. So if you don't know, come see us. We'll just say, hey. Huh. Amen. God said, because your great desire to help people, this is the key. And you haven't asked for personal wealth and honor, and you haven't asked me to curse your enemies. Now, this is where Solomon is better than I am. I'm cool with not asking for the wealth. I'm not cool with not asking God to curse my enemies. If he's asking me, hey, I'll do whatever you want me to do, I'm at least going to say, okay, Lord, well, here. There's some people I wouldn't mind you getting back for me. Are y'all with me? He said, and you haven't asked me to curse your enemies. You haven't asked for long life, but you asked for wisdom. Everybody say wisdom. And knowledge to properly guide my people. I am giving you wisdom and knowledge that you asked for. 
And I'm also giving you riches, wealth, and honor such as no other king has had before. Turn to your neighbor and say, if you make it about people, God will bless you. How many of y'all believe that? So all you, everybody wants more money. Listen, I don't know one person that doesn't want more money. Turn to your neighbor and say, do you want more money? Yes. Right? Did anybody tell you no? No, I don't want no more money. Right? So guess what, guys? If your motive, and this is the same thing with church, it's all about people. It's all about serving and giving. This is why some people haven't found freedom or power or why they're still stuck. Guys, get unstuck today. It's time to get unstuck and realize, hey, you know what? I'm going to start being a blessing to people. I'm going to start helping people. I'm going to start serving people. I'm going to start giving to people. And if you do that, God is going to bless the living daylights out of you your hands if you would everybody read it out loud God said for if you give you will get right your gift will return to you full overflowing pressed down shaken together and whatever measure you use to give large or small will be measured what will be used to measure to give back to you there was a guy who was dying and the doctors maybe gave him two months to live He went home to his wife. He said, I don't want to do the chemotherapy. I don't want to spend the money or time into that. I'm going to do what I've always wanted to do. I'm going to buy as many harmonicas as I can, and I'm going to give free lessons to teenagers and families, and I'm going to give them harmonicas. No joke. And he did. He started doing this, and he started giving away harmonicas, and he started giving away free lessons. And you know what happened? Uh, Ten years later, he had given away 16,000 harmonicas. Uh, Why? Because you can't outgive God. Uh, Giving does more. Listen, giving will help you, not only spiritually, but physically. Are you saying that if I start giving, I'm going to be healed? Yes. Especially if you stop drinking Coke. Don't come up and ask me to pray for God to heal you and you go drink a two liter of Coke today. Y'all still with me? Give me a few more minutes. Our relationships, guys. People are crazy. Right? But you got to learn to love people. Listen, you keep, all these people say, I hate people. I can't stand people. What they're really saying is they hate themselves. I'm going to tell you right now. Jesus gave the answer. You love your neighbor as you love yourself. And if you learn to love yourself, hear me? We're not supposed to be these type of people that are greedy or hateful or rude or selfish right we've got to get our relationships right be the cool uncle be the fun grandpa be the loving grandpa don't be the grandpa that sits on the recliner watching tv while your grandkids are around and you spaz out be the one that gets down and plays with them come on be a lover not a fighter baby come on you got to get your love back and you got to start loving people i made up my mind my nieces and nephews they love me my son's friends love me 
I'm like the favorite. I'm not kidding. You ask any of his friends, dude, who's your favorite parent? And like, I'm, listen, of all of the friends, friends, why? Because, man, I'm telling you, I'm hooking them up with 20s when they come over and 10s. I'm like, y'all want to go eat? Let's go eat. We'll play ball. We'll hang out. They're like, dude, your dad's the coolest ever. Right? Be that way, y'all. Be the cool neighbor, not the grumpy, moody neighbor. So what if the ball goes in your yard? God have mercy. You remember, I'm like, no wonder heart disease is the leading cause of death in this country. My Lord. You know what I'm saying? Give up the parking spot, y'all. Let somebody, you know, let somebody off the elevator first. You know, just be a better person. Have better relationships. Uh, and it starts with you leaving here today and say, you know, uh, I'm going to be the best man or the best woman uh, that I can possibly be. Uh, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be happy. Uh, I'm going to be friendly. I'm going to be kind. Uh, and you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to do this unique thing called forgive. I will tell you this. See, what I'm talking today is about spiritual success. Here a while back, I was stuck. Y'all ever been stuck? I was extra moody, and I'm not moody. I was extra just tense, and I'm not tense. I was extra tight financially, and, and, and I was like, God, you know, I was like having, uh, you know, um, I just, it just wasn't working. Okay, you know what I've learned? Stop. You know, you should always evaluate. You should always be honest, brutally honest. Everybody say brutally honest. You should always be honest. Life's not working. So I started praying. I said, God, show me. I want to know. You tell me, I'll do. He said, well, there's some people you haven't forgiven. I was like, ooh. I forgive them, Lord, in Jesus' name. He's like, now I want you to write him a letter, apologizing, humble yourself. See, I've always learned this, guys. When you take the humble road and you be the first one to say you're sorry, and even admit when you're wrong, maybe when you don't even really feel wrong, there's this freedom. Listen, I had a neck pain that wouldn't go away. The second I wrote those letters, bam. My neck pain was gone. I slept better than I've ever slept. Y'all been flying high, baby. Why? Because freedom, forgiveness impacts freedom in your relationships. Clap your hands and give them praise. If you need to use the restroom, this is probably a good time. Our health. Why be, there's, there's actually a scripture in the Bible about this. He said, I wish that you would prosper and be in health. See, it's, it's actually in the Bible. And your soul prosper. Everybody say your soul prosper. Now, here it is. Ecclesiastes 7, 17 says, neither, neither be foolish. Why should you die before your time? You know the amount of people that were cramming donuts down their mouths saying, God, I'm just going to, it's my time to go, it's going to be my time to go. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, not so much. Because there's actually a verse that says, why are you being foolish and die before your time? 
It's amazing to me, y'all, how, like, exercise. Like, we're not going to shout. We're probably not going to have a tongues and interpretation right now. You know what I mean? But exercise impacts you physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Proven fact that people that exercise tend to be more spiritual and more happy and more free and less depressed and less moody and less angry. Y'all, listen, it's the best thing you can do is take care of your body. Listen, you know what? What good is it if we lose our health? We lose our health, guys. We also lose our spirituality. Right? This guy right here, you see him? He's a pastor. He looked like a bad pastor, didn't he? He came to me. He's like, man, I'm just always in a bad mood. I'm just always irritable. I don't like myself. You know, I don't ever feel good. He was on 14 medications. That's okay. We can fix that. So you got to change your habits. We're talking about spiritual success here, right? So we did. In less than 90 days, he started juicing. Y'all, you know what you need? You need a prayer meeting. Yes, go ahead. But you also need some good carrots. Come on, you need some kale. You need some water. You got to stop. You know, foods affect moods. They really do. We're blaming the devil, and the devil's over there. We're like, what? They're doing nothing. It's been what you've been eating. Amen. But I'm proud to tell you he's off all 14 medications. Look at him. He looks like me, right? I mean, come on, look at him. He looks amazing because he got his health right. And when you get your health right, it impacts your relationships. Uh, It impacts your finances. And it even impacts your spirituality. And even if you don't want to exercise, then can you at least do a prayer walk so it makes you feel a little more spiritual? And I close with this. Don't come yet. Amen. Our spiritual life. So here's the secret to our spiritual life. It's all right. Ready? Our health. Got to exercise every day. Really. Eat clean. Small portions. Never skip breakfast. Eat every three hours. You'll have crazy good energy. Amen. Juice. Why so quiet? Y'all got a juicer? Raise your hand. That's our next giveaway. From now, give away juicer. Gift cards. You know what they're going to go buy? <laughs> hey, man, get your juicer, baby. So here's the deal. None more important our spiritual life. So if you can get your finances, your relationships, your health, and your spiritual life, you guys know, right? Prayer, Bible, church. But a lot of people that are missing out on this. Everybody say, the power of the Holy Spirit. God said, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. I'll give you something better than wine. I'll give you something better than wine. It's called the Holy Spirit. Anybody know that the Holy Spirit is good and that the Holy Spirit is powerful and that the Holy Spirit will give you life and it will give you joy in your soul? Clap your hands if you believe uh, there's nothing better than the Holy Spirit. I know this to be true. I know this to be true. 
Because I go into shelters, as my son said, all across America. When we go into these shelters, are you listening? It's tight. Listen, we go into these, we go to homeless teen shelters. We walked into one in Philadelphia, as you see right there. There's, there was 175 teenagers in this shelter, and they gave them the option to come down. There must have been about 60 kids that came down. Now watch this. And we throw them a party. We give away iPads. We give away all kinds of stuff. We spend thousands, literally, spending like four hours with them just connecting. Connecting with them, looking them in the eye, letting them know that we care. Y'all, we've been to them all over America. Do you know how tight it is when we walk in there? You know why? These kids have been rejected. They've been abused. They have been abandoned. These aren't homeless teenagers because they stole cars or robbed banks or knifed somebody. Excuse me, these teenagers literally are in these shelters because they have no place to go. Their dad's in prison. Their mom's a prostitute. Their parents died. There's no grandma. There's no aunt. We go in there. It's tight. And I'm good at opening people up. Hear me? Oh, we have fun. We do all kinds of crazy stuff. And guess what? It stays tight the whole night. And then I usually get up at the end and I'll speak for a few minutes. And then we'll give a little altar call and see if any of you want to experience the Holy Spirit come down. Y'all, I've watched it every single time. The money is awesome. We bring them Starbucks, man. We feed them. You hear me? We give them iPod. We give them, you know, iPads. Excuse me. We give them everything. But when the Holy Spirit begins to fall. Come on, y'all, there ain't nothing like the power of the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost begins to fall in that shelter. I saw a kid He was down front praying He wouldn't even open his mouth to pray I went up to him I said buddy raise your hands God wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit He said (coughs) Excuse me He said I can't raise my hands I said sure you can He said no I can't man I said why He said I'm ashamed I said for what buddy He said, I cut myself. Both of his arms were cut like that. Spiritual success, y'all. Hear me? You got to get your spiritual life. You realize that whole spiritual life isn't about a bunch of rules. We've, We've turned Christianity into thinking that it's all. Listen, guys, the amount of life, the amount of freedom, the amount of joy, the amount of healing and peace that you can feel in God. And I looked at him, I said, how would you like to never have to cut yourself again ever? Never have to cut yourself. He said, I don't even know how that's possible. I said, I do. If you'll open your heart and let God fill you. And there he is right there. God, he raised those arms in the air and God filled them with the Holy Spirit. And I'm happy to tell you that to this day, he has not cut himself one time. Jesus is a healer. Jesus can heal your broken heart. He can heal your mind. And at that shelter in Philadelphia, God filled 17 of those beautiful teenagers with the Holy Spirit. Oh, it was amazing. 
It was beautiful, y'all, and the, the, the atmosphere, how it changes. Amen. So I asked a bunch of these teenagers, how many of y'all would like to get baptized today? So I went to the guy that runs the shelter. I said, hey, my friend, they all want to get baptized. Is there like a bathtub or something like that? He's like, oh, no, 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 bathtub here. And I said, well, it's got to be a way we can baptize them. I said, our church is 15 minutes away, so there's no way I'll let them leave. No way they can leave. No way possible. I don't even know what the words no way possible means. I live in another realm. I really do. I live in that realm with God. All things are possible. And some of y'all, you need to get out of this little small thinking that you're in and realize God is a miracle worker. And God can open doors. And God can provide. I tried every persuasive skill I knew. I try everything, and he wouldn't do it. I walked away in frustration. I thought, hold on. I walked back up to him, slipped him $40. He said, see you in an hour. That's $40 I spent a long time, baby, because we took those teenagers uh, and we baptized them in the name of, look at that smile. Come on, look at that smile, baby. That's a smile from a girl. You know, when I met, you know when I met her in the shelter? When I met her in the shelter, she wouldn't even talk to me. She wouldn't even look at me. Hear me? Wouldn't even talk to me, wouldn't even look at me. When we went to go pray with her, she wouldn't even pray. And I went up and I said, it's, I want you to lift your hands and pray. And she said, I can't. I don't know how to talk to God. I said, all you got to do is just tell him you love him and tell him, say, God, I want you in my heart. Amen? He'll fill you with the Holy Spirit. She looked at me and she said, well, will God be mad at me if I tell you how I feel right now? I said, well, no, not at all. She said, I'm afraid to trust God. She said, I'm afraid he's going to let me down like everybody else that I've trusted. I live every awakened day of my life for people like Amen. To know. I said, oh, let me tell you about Jesus. So sorry for all the people that ever failed you. So sorry. But I know he won't. And look at that smile, y'all. God filled her with the Holy Ghost. We baptized her in Jesus' name. Come on, you can't put a price tag on that. And then we also, we also go into inner city neighborhoods, the worst neighborhoods. Like, we want the worst. Literally, when we research, we want the worst. Like, I want shootings. If there's not shootings, that's it's not bad enough. I need to get in neighborhoods where there's shootings. You know what I mean? No joke. We picked the worst in Chicago and New York. We took a 1,000 Christmas stockings in the New York City this December to a thousand homeless children. And y'all, we met them sleeping in cars. Hear me? There's a lot of hurt in our, in our country. We always worried about Africa and we should and all that. But listen, right here in, in And so we were in South Philly. On average, five people get shot a day in this neighborhood. 
That's pretty crazy, isn't it? But I'm just going to give you a little clue. When you bring free ice cream, you're not going to get shot. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to mess with you when you give free ice cream, baby. You know what I'm saying? They just don't mess. Trust me, they don't mess. So we came in, we rented an ice cream truck. I don't know, I think we paid $1,000 to give away like, you know, 350, 400 ice creams. And the kids were having a blast. They were lined up a whole block. It was amazing. Fun. Look at that. And these kids wanted, they were drink, they were eating the swirly ice cream. But they wanted the SpongeBob. And the Hello Kitty. You know what? The good ice cream. Let me tell you, was our ice cream truck driver? He was a really hardcore Muslim. I mean, like intense. But you know, I can be friendly to anybody and get anybody to open up. Not this brother. I mean, he was hardcore. Rude to me, man. I tried to like high five him. Isn't this cool, man? You know, just kind of keep looking at me. I said, "Hey, bro." I said, "Listen." These kids, they love the swirly, but they want the, the, the SpongeBob and the Batman. And how do we get that to them? You pay for swirly ice cream. You only get swirly ice cream. I said, yes, sir, I understand that. But they want the, the Hello Kitty and the Batman. And, you know, I said, so what, what would it cost me? He said, you only pay me $1,000, at least another $1,000. I said, okay, do it. Give it to him. Because if it's his will, it's his will. It's his bill, baby, right? Come on. You got to know, hey, God always provides. How many of y'all believe that? You got to stop playing it so safe and so small and realize God can provide for your mission and your dream and your purpose in life. It was fun. Until you ever had anybody stare at you before? How many of y'all raise your hand? It's okay if people stare, but it's not okay if you're in South Philly. This gangster-looking dude was staring right at me. Right at me. There's hundreds of people there, but he was looking at me. And I had the most eerie feeling like, this is it. This is how I'm going to die. This is how I was envisioned dying. I want to be in the hood somewhere, bringing the gospel. I don't want to be some fat slob that dies of a heart attack. Amen? I want to die like taking the gospel to people. God forbid, I don't even want to die. But if I'm going to die, that's how I want to go. Amen? So, listen to this. I thought, God, he's about to. I felt it. I felt this eerie feeling. And so I said, okay, Jesus, first thing I started doing was repenting. Good feeling, guys. If you think you're going to die, you might as well get to repenting real quick. So I'm like, Lord, forgive me of all my sins in Jesus' name. I'm so sorry. You know I am. God, please be with my son. I'm like crying. And so because he's staring at me, I want to make sure he's still staring at me. So I keep looking at him, and then the anger rises. I'm like, something came over me. I was like, you know what? If I'm going to die, I'm at least going to die trying. So I walked across the street, and I determined I was going to go witness to him. But I didn't just walk, y'all. Not no sweet, cute little walk. Oh, no. I went like this. <laughs> Fast as I could, right up to his face. Right up to him, literally. And I looked at him, and I said, how you doing? My name is Matt Maddox. How you doing today, sir? 
I said, how's your day, buddy? He said, what are you doing down here? I said, oh, we're down here blessing the kids with ice cream. He said, what are you really doing down here with this ice cream? I said, we're blessing the kids with ice cream. You want one? I said, I'll be happy to get you any one you want. We got all kinds of ice cream. He looks at me and he goes, you mean you're not selling that ice cream? I was like, no, sir, we're giving it to him, man, free. He said, you're out of your mind. He said, I've never seen anybody come in this neighborhood and do that. He stuck his hand out. He said, my kids are over there having the time of their life. Thank you, sir. Come on, baby. Shook my hand, but that wasn't enough. I said, let me ask you a question, buddy. Have you ever received the Holy Ghost before? Man, we got to talking. Uh, God got to moving and look at him right there, baby. God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Uh, and he began to speak in other tongues. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Uh, let's clap our hands and let's give God praise. Come on, clap your hands uh, and give Jesus praise. God filled them with the Holy Spirit. They started something on that corner. Other adults started walking over when they seen what was going on. And within 15 minutes, nine people received the Holy Spirit. When I finished... I walked across the street to the ice cream truck. And I walked in the ice cream truck to pay my other bill of what I thought was going to be at least $1,000. So many kids out there getting ice cream. And I walked in, and the ice cream truck driver was in the corner weeping. See, that's the power of love. Love has this way of getting to the toughest people. Say, man, I'm sorry to bother you, my friend. He turned around. He said, I don't know who you are. I don't know what's going on out there. I said, man, that's the Holy Spirit. It's for everybody. He said, if you'll let me pray for you, I believe God will fill you with the Holy Spirit right here in this ice cream truck. He said, I cannot do that. He's so afraid of his, you know. I said, I can't. He said, I cannot. He said, well, I'm going to pray for you from here, man. He said, but i tell you what I can do for you. My wife's going to kill me. My business partner's going to kill me. You owe me another thousand dollars. Give me $50 and get out of my truck. Hallelujah. Hey, you can't outgive Jesus, my friend. 50 more dollars for Hello Kitty and SpongeBob. Come on, you know what we got to do? We got to do more than just come to church. We got to do more than just go to work. We got to do more than just live this normal, mundane and it starts here. Some of you are on E. Some of you are flat in your health. 
your relationships, your finances, and maybe even your spiritual life. But I can tell you what's going to happen. We're going to pray right now. God's going to start filling people with his spirit. Lift your hands, close your eyes. Everybody, lift your hands. Say it with me, God. Now, God, forgive me of all of my sins. Everything I've done, everything I've said, my attitude, my lifestyle, forgive me. In Jesus' name. You feel that, y'all? You feel that lift? Ooh, there's something powerful moving in here right now. I want you to turn to the person you're sitting next to and look at them and smile and tell them you're forgiven. Yeah, it's okay to cry. Some of you are crying right now, and it's okay because the Holy Spirit's already ministering to you. It's this easy, guys. It's this easy. Everybody go, shh. Listen closely. It's this easy. Hey, listen, I've seen thousands of people receive the Holy Spirit. It's really not weird. It's not. When you speak in tongues, it's your prayer language. Man, that gives you so much energy and faith and power. And I believe God wants you to experience it today. Turn to your neighbor and look at him and ask him, have you ever received the Holy Spirit? Look at him and ask him, have you ever spoken in tongues yet? Ask him this, if God wanted to fill you right now, would you want it? Everybody lift your hands right now and close your eyes again. If you're standing next to someone that's never received the Holy Spirit, I want you to walk down here together. Come on, if you need the Holy Spirit, I want you to walk down here together. That's it. Make your way down front. That's it. Come on down. That's it. God's going to move in such a mighty way. Come on, bring him, bring him down. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's it. Keep coming, y'all. Keep coming down. That's it. Keep coming down. God's about to move. Keep coming down. Hallelujah. That's it. Getting closer, y'all. Getting closer. Getting closer. Anybody else? Keep coming down if you need. Maybe you need a refilling. Maybe you're just empty. Like I said, maybe you're empty spiritually. Make your way down front. That's it. Make your way down front. How many of y'all, you know what, you just, you need, you just need to get that spiritual success. You want to get free of the bitterness or the guilt or the stress. Make your way down front. You need a physical healing. You want to get your health in order. Make your way down front. You want to get your finances in order. Make your way down front. That's it. Make your way down front right now. Lift your hands, everybody. Get ready. We're going to start worshiping. I want you to lift your hands, altar workers, ministers, help me pray with these people right now. That's it, lift your hands up high right now in Jesus' name. God, these people here are hungry for more of you. I pray that there would be healing. I pray that there would be refreshing. I pray, God, that you would completely bless in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray your blessings, God, that you would pour out your spirit by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus. Receive you the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. That's it. Let's begin to worship. Let's begin to worship. I want you to find somebody to pray with. Holy 
in the name of Jesus, let it happen, God. Let it 